Section 4 of Piloting Directions for Gulf of Finland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anna Simon. Piloting Directions for the Gulf of Finland by John William Norrie. Section 4. The Passage to the Southward of Hoogland and to Narva, etc. Chalk Ground. Due east from Elkholm Light is the chalk ground, distant ten miles. Eckholm Light will prove of great service in directing you to avoid this shoal, which is very dangerous, having no more than five feet over it in one part. By bringing the light west by south, you will go to the northward of it, and by bringing it west by north, you will be carried to the southward. There is a white flag on the northern, and a red beacon with broom branches downward on its southern extremity. The southern passage has several patches of broken ground, but none of known danger. The northern channel has deep water until you reach the Stoniskar. The Stoniskar and Rothskar The Stoniskar is a small rocky island, about three-quarters of a mile long. It lies northeast by east from the chalk ground, distant ten and a quarter miles. It is of bold appearance and steep to the northward but from its south end a reef runs off two miles, over which the water is very shallow. A beacon and a pole is now exhibited upon this island, where also there are a few fishermen's huts. In nearly a northeast by east direction lies the Rothskar Island, distant from the Stonskar fourteen miles, and from Hochland Light eleven miles. Rothskar Island is now distinguished by a lighthouse, the official notice for which was as follows. Quote, it having been found that ships bound from Narva to Revel, for the most part direct their course between the islands Rothskar and Stonskar, so that the lighthouse erected in 1815 on Cape Lativanum is of little service, considering also the impediments to navigation from the dangerous shoals situated at the extremity of Hoogland, and that the upper lighthouse on that island is, in autumn, frequently concealed by fogs, which render the light invisible, his Imperial Majesty's Government has resolved to remove the lighthouse from Cape Latifanum to the island of Rotskar, situated at nine miles to the westward of Hoogland. The light on this lighthouse is sixty feet above the surface of the water, and in imitation of that of Latifanum, will open and shut successively at intervals of three-quarters of a minute, by which it will be sufficiently distinguished from all others in the vicinity of Hoogland. End quote. When to the northward of Rotskar, and abreast of it, you will first perceive the light on Hoogland, being then about nine miles off. But should you get to the southward of Rotskar, this light will not be visible, continuing darkened until you get to the eastward of south-southeast quarter east. You will then be on the east side of Hoogland. Within this space, and to the southward of Hoogland, are several islands and dangers which we shall now proceed to describe. Rothskar, already mentioned, is surrounded with a reef extending to the east and southward about a mile. Close to the west side are said to be only four fathoms, but at a little distance are twenty-nine and thirty-four fathoms. East-southeast half-south from Rothskar is the North Virgen, or Viringen Island. This is joined to the South Virgen by a reef, which also extends north and south of the islands. West of the South Virgen, above two miles, is a shoal, with only six feet over its shallowest part. 
to the south-eastward of these islands are two smaller ones, with a reef encompassing them, on the north end of which a buoy is placed. They are called the Kala Islands, and are four and a half miles from the Virgens. Further on, in nearly the same direction, is the great Titer Island, about two miles long, and nearly as broad. From its southern side a reef extends a considerable way. Great Titer is four and a half miles from Vikala, east half north nine miles from Little Titer, and south by east three-quarters east ten miles from the south end of Hoogland. The Little Titer is distant from Stonescar fifteen miles, and bears nearly east by south from it. The Hofts Ten miles to the southward of Stonescar are the Hofts, a dangerous shoal, formed by six or seven rocks above water, joined by a reef, extending from the northern rock two and a half miles towards the main. There are, however, fifteen fathoms between it and the shore, and from twenty-five to thirty between it and Stonescar. A pyramidical beacon, with a ball at the top, is now erected upon the north Hofts, and is shown on the chart. Kunda Bay this is a bay lying to the southward of the Hofts, and now frequented by vessels for timber, etc. Its entrance is easy, and its anchorage good, for on some heights inland two beacons are so erected that when a vessel arrives off the harbour and brings these in one, a south-easterly course will carry them right into the bay without danger, or any necessity for the assistance of a pilot. You may anchor in from six to three fathoms, but further in, near the mouth of the river, it becomes shallow. The shores are lined with pines and fir trees. For further particulars, see page 2. East by south from the southern part of the Hofts is a small knoll, called the Baraban, with three fathoms. There are six and seven near it, and further out all deep water. There is also a shoal lying south-southeast from the Great Titer, distant eight miles, having two flags upon it to point out its situation, with only five feet upon it. It is called the Nye Ground. East half south from hence, distant eight and a half miles, is the Namsi Shoal, with ten feet water. Upon its northwest end is a broom beacon, with branches upward. To the eastward of this are the Vitskars, being four rocks above water, enclosed by a reef stretching southwestward. Between the Namsi and Vitskars are ten fathoms, and between the Namsi and the Nye Ground twenty to thirty fathoms. There is also a passage to the eastward of the Vitskars, between it and the main, with from four to five fathoms, but there are three knolls within it, having only three to three and a half fathoms. It is therefore used only by small vessels, which that draught of water will not affect. The Bay of Narva lies to the southward of these dangers, and is now distinguished by a lighthouse built on the south side of the Narva River. This is a round tower, seventy-two feet high, bearing a fixed light, which may be seen between four and five leagues off. The entrance to this river is shallow, and vessels loading here with timber are obliged to lie off the shore. Formerly boats employed in conveying the goods from the ships to the shore, and vice versa, have been lost, but the light, it is trusted, will now be a sufficient guide for them, and effectually prevent any such accidents in future. The channel of the river is pointed out by a flag placed on the extremity of the southernmost sand, the distance from which to the town is about seven and a half miles. Vessels bound for Kronstadt seldom take the southern passage, but go to the northward of Hoogland. Should they, however, be bound to Kaspervik, Kunda, or Narva, the following directions may prove acceptable. 
having advanced up the Gulf of Finland so far as to be abreast of Coxcar, bring the lighthouse about south, distant four or six miles. Steer east by south, a little southerly, until you get abreast of Eckholm. This island lies east by south, distant twenty-three and a half miles from Coxcar. On your starboard hand, in this passage, you will have the harbours of Colquick, Papenwick, Monkwick, and Casperwick, all affording safe anchorage in cases of emergency. Casperwick is a good harbour, and may readily be known by the east point of entrance, being a bold bluff land, covered with trees, but you should always give the points of land a good berth, for great stones lie off them, and a shoal stretches from the east point, and the whole of the east side of the bay is bordered with another, one and a half cable in breadth. Being abreast of Eckholm, keep close to the island, and steer south-east by east, until you open the bay of Casperwick, then run in south by east. Keep mid-channel, giving the points a good berth, and you will find your water lessen from sixteen to ten fathoms, until you get abreast of little village and church, where you have from eleven to seven fathoms. Clear and good holding ground, the nearer to the western side the better, for in mid-channel your cables will be apt to chafe. Should you choose to go further in, you will ride safe in five fathoms, but with north-north-easterly winds a short sea tumbles in, occasioning vessels to pitch much. They will lie unrestrained on their cables, owing to the current, which sets outward, and they open the wind two points on each bow. If bound to Narva, get the Eckholm light to bear south, distant three or four miles, and proceed east by south. This will carry to the northward of the chalk ground, and also that of the hofts. When, being abreast of the latter, and bringing the beacon of the hofts to bear south, an east-south-east half-south course will carry you direct to the Narva road. We have already observed that vessels bound for Kronstadt seldom take the southern channel, but go to the northward of Hoogland, for which purpose, having passed the Kalbaden or cable grounds, described in page 11, they will proceed with an east-by-north course until they are within sight of the Hoogland lights. Bring the low light on that bearing, distant two miles, and you will have passed a rocky bank called the Lepianekkawave ground, to the larboard, having only twenty-seven feet over it. Upon the south end of this bank is a red beacon, and broom, with branches downward, and to the northward are two flags, denoting other shoals and dangers. On one of these there are only nine feet water. Be careful, therefore, not to bring the low light to the southward of the above bearing, lest you get entangled among them, many of the rocks on the northern shore being extremely dangerous. Having brought the low light east by north, distant two miles, we will observe a beacon standing upon the northernmost point of Hoogland. This is furnished with a bell, and is to commence ringing whenever the weather becomes dark or hazy, and to continue ringing until it clears up. This bell, to distinguish it from all others, will be struck four times in a minute, then a pause of five minutes will take place, when the ringing will recommence until the light becomes visible. Having discovered this beacon, you will proceed to the northward of it, taking care not to go above one and a half mile from it, in passing, on account of a knoll of twenty-three feet water, upon which is placed a red beacon, and broom with its branches downward. Both ends of Hoogland are steep too, and there are twenty fathoms very near the island. There is, however, a small spot between the knoll to the northward of the red beacon and the island where you will get only seven fathoms. This will be seen by inspecting the chart. When you have brought the lights in one, then an east half-south course will take you within sight of the summer's light. This is the customary passage. 
but some ships, as before observed, go to the southward of Hoogland, especially since the establishment of the lighthouse on Rothskar. We have already said that Hoogland is bold, steep at both ends, and the largest vessels may pass within a quarter of a mile from shore. The southern channel lies between Rothskar, Wiringen, and Wikela, on the starboard, and Hoogland on the larboard. It is nearly two leagues wide, and has from twenty-six to thirty-eight fathoms within it. If desirous of anchoring on the east side of Hoogland, bring the north point of the island to bear northwest half-west, the southern point south, and the sandy beach which is south of the town about west, and you will have twenty fathoms of water, being half a mile from the shore. Further off, the water deepens to twenty-nine and thirty-four fathoms. End of section four.